0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. Training camp well underway. Getting through the first week and a half of camp for our favorite team. Great to see all the coverage out there and really just the highlights that come from the Buffalo Bills, right? Things off at least, it seems like a good start for guys like Gregory Rousseau. Of course, in last week's episode, we talked about Isaiah McKenzie. And another topic I want to kind of jump into a, a little bit with another high riser for the Bills taking place through the early stages of training camp. Now, obviously, if you uh, you haven't noticed, today is Friday when you can download this episode, and this is Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. So you're not hearing from Bruce exclusive because his show is moving to Saturdays, at least in podcast form, or you can watch it on youtube.com backslash Buffalo Rumblings at 9 p.m. live on Friday, or of course on YouTube after the show has recorded. But a brand new show called Food for Thought, with WGR 550 AM's Nate Geary joining the team. So it is great to have Nate on board with us. It is great to be in this Friday time slot. And obviously, you're still getting two doses of Bruce Nolan each and every week, which is certainly exciting. And listen, if you haven't done so yet, make sure you go to the YouTube page and hit subscribe. Make sure wherever you listen to your podcast, you hit subscribe so you get all of our great shows including the brand new Food for Thought which will be coming in as well. And I know those guys plan on having some great guests each and every week. I don't even think they've announced who their guest is for the Friday night show, but it is definitely one you don't want to miss and I will leave that to Nate and Bruce to be able to share with each of you. But listen to my point earlier, right? I think anytime when we go through the start of training camp, you've got guys that are those those early fan favorites, right? And maybe it's a fan favorite to make the roster. Maybe it's just a fan favorite that, you know, it's someone you used to follow in college or you like their story. Last week, we talked about Isaiah McKenzie, right, who certainly his stock has been skyrocketing as it comes to his status on the team. Mentioned Gregory Rousseau earlier. That's someone we'll probably have to go in depth for, especially once we get a little bit deeper into training camp, into some preseason games to see what happens from the Bills first round pick. But certainly I have been sky high, at least as it relates to the reports. Coming out with him earlier when it was in OTAs, we also did an episode on Isaiah Hodgins. He was on with Joe Miller on the overreaction podcast, someone that has been a fan favorite since he was drafted in 2020. Um, and certainly haven't heard as many flashes from him in training camp yet, but at the time of recording, I think we're six official practices in still plenty of time. And for the bills being a team that uses five, four wide receivers in many sets you know, we could very well see them maybe keeping seven wide receivers and maybe Isaiah Hodgins being that guy for the team. So I think that's, you know, definitely an exciting piece for the Bills when you talk about these types of players. And one that I want to talk with you about today is Jay Kummerow. Jay Kummerow, the wide receiver, um, had a cup of coffee with the Bills last year. Most fans uh, remember him from the 48-19 to victory over the Broncos where he had one catch for 22 yards. It was a beautiful pass from Josh Allen for a touchdown. And now Jay Kumro is back in training camp with the Bills after kind of bouncing back and forth from the practice squad to the regular getting pulled up for that game, back down to the practice squad, getting claimed by the Saints, the Saints releasing him, him being signed back to the Bills practice squad. And here we are right now. And Kumaro is an interesting story, and I say he's an interesting story because I think he is one of those players that maybe would have been seen as just another guy if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. And we all know that last season, um, after training camp, that Rodgers was upset when Kumaro was cut. He continues to talk about Kumaro in the media as one of those guys that he felt was a mistake. He felt he was the second best receiver in Packers training camp behind Devontae Adams. And immediately, right, so with Bills fans, Kumara went from, hey, here's this guy, touchdown Jesus, the long hair, all of this piece, he asked somebody to watch, to, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers is upset that the Packers cut him, and now he's with the Bills. He said he was the second-best wide receiver in training camp. You know, maybe we've struck gold here. And by all reports, right, Kumaro has gotten off to a great start at Bill's training camp, um, albeit where the beat reporters cannot say who's running with the first team or the second team or those pieces. Um, You can put two and two together with enough of these updates. And if there's an update that Jay Kumaro is catching a pass from Josh Allen, you know he's getting some run with the first team. Now, this can also tie into, listen, we've seen that there's been some Rest days for Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, uh, Emmanuel Sanders taking a little bit of time off once in practice. Like for some of these veterans, completely understandable. But along those same lines, you know, it could have been Isaiah Hodgins running with the ones, or it could have been Duke Williams. It could have been a Tanner Gentry. And it's Jay Cumro's name that comes up time and time again. So I was a little bit curious too, right? Because it I follow college football, but not so in-depth. I'm like, gosh, I can't even remember where this guy was, what kind of a draft prospect he was. So I wanted to do a little bit of digging, right, just to kind of get an idea of, like, what even was his deal coming out of college? Because I don't even remember. And he came out. It would have been the 2015 draft class. And just from doing a, a little bit of searching through the Internet, I found an article from Dan Hope. Dan at the time was at Bleacher Report. And it's titled, The Most Unheralded Prospects in the 2015 NFL Draft. And number four on his list is Jay Kumro, wide receiver from Wisconsin Whitewater, which is a Division III school. So I share that with all of you, right? Because when you're saying like, oh, where did he go to school? Maybe, No, no, you don't remember him because he played Division III in college. And I think when you talk about Bill's Mafia and kind of those years, right, where the, the roster was devoid of talent, and we would look at guys like Stevie Johnson as a late round pick and really pulling for him. Um, David Nelson is an undrafted free agent. Donald Jones in the same type of situation. You know, certainly always pulling for those underdog stories or looking to find that diamond in the rough. And when you talk about a guy going from Division Three to the NFL, um, yeah, that makes him a pretty unique prospect. So I want to read from the article here from Bleacher Report just a little bit to kind of talk to you about where Kummerow was coming out, of, coming out of college. So here's the article, right? It says, considering he's a Division three product not named Ali Marpet, it's no surprise Jay Kumero is flying under the radar as a prospect, largely unknown to the masses. But even though the D3 level is not usually a hotbed of professional football talent, Kummerow has a skill set that should have the attention of NFL evaluators. Compared to most Division three players, Kumro actually has had more opportunities for national exposure. His Wisconsin Whitewater Warhawks won the national championship in three of his four years on the team. What should really make NFL coaches take notice, however, is Kumro's combination of size, athleticism, and ball skills. Kumro, whose height regularly stood out against lower-level competition, reportedly ran a 4.5-second 40-yard dash and measured in at 6'4 at Wisconsin's Pro Day, according to Tom Oates of the Wisconsin State Journal. He also reportedly completed the three-cone drill in 6.83 seconds, which would be a tremendous time for his size, according to Mickey Frigg of NFLDraftWarRoom.com. Despite missing four games in his senior season, Kumro caught a total of 143 passes for 2,648 yards and 33 touchdowns between his final two collegiate years. So again, if you, like me, are like, where did... Jay Kumaro come from, right, and, and knowing everything with the Green Bay Packers and hearing that, it's certainly a storyline that that stands out. I think it is one of those pieces where what well, we didn't know about him because he was playing Division Three football. And, you know, I found another article, too, from our team at SB Nation, courtesy of the guys at Bleeding Green or Gang Green Nation. Sorry about that. Um, they had a, a an article on Jay Kummerow. It's someone really taking a look at right? This is our New York Jets community as someone standing out. Um, Big credit to David Wyatt Hupton over at Gangrene Nation, really highlighting Jay Kumro leading into the draft and just really sharing, right? Like just, this is a guy that could do a lot of things based on his measurables, based on his production, based on his blend of size and strength and speed. Um, So there were people that were on the Jay Kumro train back in 2015, which is crazy. When you think it's six years ago, and here he is now with a good chance of making the Buffalo Bills roster and what he can really bring to the team. Now, again, you talk about the wide receiver room. There's a lot of competition there. You've got Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, Gabriel Davis, and I'll say Isaiah McKenzie all locked in for those first five spots. In the past, the Bills have kept six wide receivers. Would Kumro be number six when it comes to things? Or you can take it one step further and just say, will they keep seven wide receivers, right? You've got a team that traditionally goes four wide. What that means for the Bills, how they will move forward. If they keep seven, I would almost consider Kumro a lock at this standpoint. But if it is just six, he's in competition. Again, primarily I'd say with Isaiah Hodgins, but he had Tanner Gentry into the mix, Duke Williams. Um, It still remains to see what will take place now many will say maybe like listen this is a g- it's early in training camp right you're getting ahead of yourself you don't need to look at things to, to make definitive statements at this time but my piece is with it you know it's not like Kumaro is just some rookie or he's you know it's he's six years in to his NFL career at this point you go forward with this right like it is um it is a situation where he, he's he been around the block before. So if he's getting run with the first team, it's not that the Bills are just looking at this and, you know, there's no free agent investment in him. There's no guaranteed money. He doesn't have this NFL experience. It's not that they have to, to do this, right? Like, again, you can look at someone and say, hey, maybe it's a uh, you can look at Spencer Brown having some struggles early on. Well, he was a third-round pick. The Bills are making an investment in him. There is no investment in Jay Kumaro at this time, right? I mean, he is on a, you know, a, a minimum type of deal with little guaranteed money if the team had to move on from him, it's no big deal. Or if they looked at it and said, "Listen, we really see more in one of these younger players. We want to give them the opportunity." Then Kumaro wouldn't be getting those those first team snaps. But guess what? He is, and uh, and I think that's pretty. Um, I think that's pretty exciting at this time, and and really to see what it is that's happening with Kumro, because he has not just been a fan favorite, but we have also seen um, members of the media really getting getting behind him and the player that he is, and really highlighting him. I shouldn't say members of the media getting behind him. That that is, you know, they are there to cover the team. They are not fans, but. It sounds like they are thoroughly impressed with what he is doing on the practice field each and every day. And I think we are, you know, have great coverage of the bills that comes from from so many of our beat reporters. Right. That we follow each and every day. And, you know, these guys. Right. Like so you go through with all of this and, you know, if they speak glowingly about someone, they're not doing it just for the heck of it. Right. They're doing it because someone is. Again, running with the first team. They're impressing. They're doing some, they're doing the work. And Jay Kumro is that guy right now. So while he is certainly a fan favorite, um, I think he has a great shot of making the 53-man roster. And I'm really excited to see what he can do for the Bills in the upcoming preseason games, um, which certainly will be coming sooner rather than later, to be quite honest, right? We are just about one week away from the Bills' first preseason game of the season so listen there is plenty of coverage from training camp out there and i think it is all great love hearing about what the bills are are continuing to do one of my favorite um storylines again jay kumaro really stepping up and being that guy for the bills i mean it's funny right early in camp before things really started i think many people are like aaron Rodgers is back let's see if he's a trade piece you know can you get a sixth or seventh round pick Now you look at it and you're thinking to yourself, well, heck, if somebody goes down, he's going to be playing regularly, right? Like Jake Kumro, this is not someone you're looking to get a late round draft pick for. It's like lock him into your roster. You know he contributes on special teams. And at least early on, it looks like he can get it done when he gets some playing time. So. We're going to see what certainly happens there. I always appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm going to get out of here for now. But again, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts, also on the YouTube page. Thank you for checking in as always, and go Bills. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to do list starts.